Imagine yourself for a second living in your power, operating at your full potential day in and day out, mentally sharp and clear-headed with no energy dips throughout the day, feeling strong and resilient in your body, able to do all of the activities that bring you joy without pain or injury. You're fueled by a level of motivation and commitment to multiply your income and impact alongside the energy to execute on the daily habits that will get you there. All of this and more can be yours. Your, he- your health and your energy is the greatest force multiplier in your life. It's what determines the success of your business, your relationships, your spiritual connection. They're all a direct reflection of your health and alignment. On April 16th, 2020, a brotherhood of elite men will gather to learn and apply cutting edge strategies to unlock elite cognitive performance, restore balance in body and mind, and connect with a tribe of powerful, like-minded men on this same path. The question I have for you is, will you be one of them? Learn more and apply at ultimatebiohackingexperience.com. That's U-L-T-I-M-A-T-E-B-I-O-H-A-C-K-I-N-G-E-X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E.com. Spots are limited. This is your life, and it's ending one minute at a time. I was blind, but now I see. Working jobs we hate, so we buy shit we don't need. Ideas are brittle. If you had one shot, everything I'd ever read, heard, seen was now organized and available. Now you fucking khakis. Life moves pretty fast. The Biohacking Secret Show. What's up, biohackers? In this episode of the Biohacking Secret Show, I sit down with Dr. Ted Achacoso to discuss his seven layers of health optimization, but we go a lot deeper than that. We end up talking about mercury, the metabolome, methylene blue, and some of his favorite nootropics. Those are compounds that improve cognitive function, how to combine them for a synergistic one plus one equals three effect. We get into circadian biology, epigenetics, evolutionary medicine, a whole bunch of amazing things that I know you guys are going to enjoy. We even talk a little bit about ayahuasca at the end and some plant medicines that can be used for elevating your vibration. I didn't see that one coming, but was happy to go there when it did arise. So if you guys enjoy this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on. For me, I listen to most of them on Apple Podcasts, not that you guys care, but if you do that, I want to reward you because I know your time is valuable. And so for anyone that leaves us a review, five stars is preferred, but I want you guys to be honest. I want you to let me know what you like about the show. And if there's anything that you would want me to cover or a guest that you want to have on, I'd also love to see that too. I always read the reviews. I appreciate you guys taking the time to do them. And for anyone that does, if you send us a screenshot of that review, when it posts to my Instagram at biohacking secrets, B-I-O-H-A-C-K-I-N-G-S-E-C-R-E-T. I'll send you a $297 course that I did with the Stanford professor of neurobiology, Dr. Andrew Huberman. It's pretty awesome. And uh, that's just for leaving a review. And if you feel so inclined, telling your friends about the Biohacking Secrets show. That's all I got for you right now. Oh, yeah. We're also having a whole bunch of badass biohackers down in South Florida, April 2020, April 16th through the 19th for the Ultimate Biohacking Experience. You can learn more about that and some of the cool stuff that's gonna be shared and some of the experiences that we're gonna dive into together. Some are challenging, some are fun. They're all going to help you level up your body, your brain, and your spiritual health and your connection to all living things, but 
most most importantly and most significantly and intimately at least yourself. You can learn more about that at ultimatebiohackingexperience.com. Appreciate you guys taking the time to listen and watch. Well, there's no watching going on here. You're just listening. I'm rambling now. I'm going to cut myself off and let you enjoy this conversation with Dr. Ted Achacoso. Dr. Ted Achacoso, welcome to the Biohacking Secrets Show. Thank you for having me, Anthony. Why does your resume and career look like it has ADHD? Well, that's the price of uh, graduating your undergrad at the age of 18, right? And uh, you become a doctor at 22. What else is there to do after that, right? <laughs> um, all of it. So, yes. So I trained myself in uh, pharmacology and toxicology and uh, got also training in neurology, uh, clinical practice of interventional neuroradiology, uh, which is poking brains, you know. Um, and then uh, I, I actually accepted a faculty position uh, at George Washington University in... Uh, medical informatics, uh, where uh, my research was in artificial intelligence. Uh, and um, I wrote a book, uh, The First Connectome for an Organism. Uh, and uh, it's very funny because uh, while I'm reading about artificial intelligence right now, and it goes by the name of deep learning. And I said, fuck, that's just neural networks. You know, that's just connection to systems during my time. but. As you can see, um, my career uh, has actually been woven that way, uh, initially as to my advice to young people who are getting out of college and looking for a job. Before you could actually go and pick and choose a job, now you go where opportunity takes you, right? And uh, I, I was uh, very lucky uh, because uh, after that, after uh, doing my, my uh, medical informatics professorship, I actually started a company. And... I actually provided the world the first wireless groupware um, that's available on Nokia phones. Can you imagine that? Uh, <laughs> because I said, you know, uh, the next big thing would make, be making the pocket internet useful. And there were no apps uh, at the time. Um, and then um, I, I got asked, you know, uh, because I consulted for uh, investment firm uh, and uh, I got asked, you know, where is uh, the whole field of medicine going I said, where is your field going? And I said, it's going to go the way of rejuvenative medicine, wellness medicine, uh, you know, uh, towards health and away from disease. And after running my company, um, I used my artificial intelligence models to, to uh, trade currencies for a bit. I thought I should make a little bit of money before uh, taking myself to Europe and training in uh, anti-aging medicine and nutritional medicine. And by the time I uh, did um, get called back uh, by a friend to the Philippines and asked me, you know, Dr. Ted, are you, uh, you know, you're board certified in anti-aging medicine? Yeah, in nutritional medicine, yeah. And all these other things in your background, yeah, the one with ADHD, yeah. So the constant thing there is that, you know, I've always been very interested in networks of things. So when, when I went there um, and having uh, realized that I had no laboratory uh, to deal with and so on, and uh, plus a big pressure from the illness medicine group, to provide uh, uh, proof 
of the uh, laboratory tests, I realized that at that time, clinical metabolomics uh, was already available in the clinics. It's just not fully available, much like the MRI was not available all the time, right, uh, when it first came out. Right, and it was very expensive. It was four thousand dollars a pop, uh, and so on. So, um, and, and this is the same with clinical metabolomics. Now, uh, what do I mean by that? Uh, at that time, I was getting very dissatisfied that we have become too DNA centric. Like everything was DNA. It's like no, I for me, it's just that's just a library. So, uh, but uh, what I wanted to do was how do you um, uh, clinically uh, provide. Uh, optimization of health rather than uh, diagnosis and treatment of disease. And so when I looked at uh, metabolites, metabolites are these small molecule intermediates that are found inside your cell. Now, when I was in medical school, technologically, there was no way of actually seeing this. In fact, there is a, uh, you, you know, you, you just memorized, for example, the citric acid cycle. You just memorized, you know, uh, uh, all the different uh, amino acids and so on. But now there's actually a way of measuring them through clinical metabolomics. So a lot of people think it's new, but it's about 40 years old now. It began in the lab and it's now crept to our clinics. So, so now we have no more excuse just to pass biochemistry. We now really have to study biochemistry, but now the emphasis is different, right? Since it's clinical, what do you, you know, I, I, I proceed with one question really, you know, there's a client because they're not sick or patient seated in front of you, what the fuck are you going to do? So you have to have a means of, in, if you're in illness medicine, you have to have a means of diagnosis and treatment, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but here you, you have to have a means of detection of the metabolites. Uh, like metabolites can be like your different vitamins, um, minerals, uh, other nutrients and cofactors, right? your hormones and so on. And there must be a way of measuring those and those are inside the cell, right? And there must be a, a way of interpreting them in a network manner. See, uh, one of the failures, for example, that we realized in, in hormone balancing, for example, is that if you, you know, I don't never give just testosterone alone. I would balance everything else uh, that, uh, that are your main hormones and not just leave, uh, not just focus on that one thing. So that, uh, so my, my technique became measuring, right? And then uh, all the hormones, nutrients, uh, uh, and so on. And then, or uh, detoxifying, right? And sh basically doing a range shift, shifting all of those values all at the same time to, uh, to the levels when you were between 21 and 30 years old. How's that? Uh, that's the optimization part. So we don't use the, the, you know, oh, you're not sick. And just because you're not sick doesn't mean you're well. It only means you're not sick, right? So, um, so after that, uh, and then, and then uh, uh, essentially uh, you have an objective measure of where you're taking them. So what happens uh, to the patient or client when you do this is that um, you know, all the concomitant diseases, et cetera, they get better, but I don't have any claims, right? I, I let them go to their specialist and so on. Um, because for example, if you're hypertensive uh, uh, and your magnesium levels are very low, you know very well that magnesium is one of those um, minerals used by the body to lower blood pressure. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, in fact, it's used as a, 
as a bolus for uh, women with uh, preeclampsia or high blood pressure during delivery. So you, we know all of these things. We just didn't have a way of uh, measuring them. Right. So now that it's here, why the fuck don't we use them? So we, the questions like, Dr. Ted, is vitamin E good for me? Is vitamin C good for me? What the fuck? You know, those are old questions, right? Mm -hmm. they, they don't mean anything because you can measure them now. You just measure them. If you need them, give them. If you don't need them, don't. You know? So the, I mean, this, is, this is fascinating. And I'm a big advocate for simplifying the diagnostic process. Yes. And, and, and I like this shift that you've taken moving away from diagnosing diseases to rather saying, okay, we're looking for opportunities to optimize this individual yes. and, 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 and consolidating a number of different important areas to investigate like deficiencies, toxicities, and uh, other aspects of, of imbalances, the metabolism yes. imbalances, right? Um, is are we talking about like say a, a Dutch complete test? I know that they use some metabolites. Are we talking about a different test here? Um, I, I yeah, I uh, uh, essentially use like an organic acids test. Okay. You know, like yeah. uh, from from Genova, right? Uh, they also have uh, the plasma amino acids that you can measure. That mm -hmm. it also includes the fatty acids. So essentially, you can measure your macronutrients uh, and their metabolism. Like for example, you could see the metabolism of glucose via the anaerobic uh, portion and the aerobic portion uh, via the mitochondria. You could take a look at mitochondrial health. Uh, you could look take a look at glutathione levels, uh, uh, for example. Um, mm -hmm. And so you could see all of these levels and all of them are interrelated. Uh, one of the things that you find, for example, if it's uh, winter and uh, people suck on a lot of zinc, right? You know, the mm -hmm. zinc gluconate uh, lozenges and so on, mm -hmm. even if they don't need it. And they find out that they fuck up their copper levels. You know, the copper level goes down because that's the way the body balances itself. So mm -hmm. in, in, in this whole way of optimizing, uh, it's uh, essentially bringing you back uh, to the levels when you're between 21 and 30 years old and using whatever the body uses, right? Uh, in order to balance us out. In other words, I won't give plants first or I won't give drugs first. I would give you whatever the body needs first. For example, if your blood sugar is high and uh, your FBS is high, et cetera, et cetera, uh, the body uses alpha lipoic acid, you know, aside from insulin, of course, the body uses alpha lipoic acid to decrease that um, level. In fact, alpha lipoic acid is prescription in Europe, right? And uh, it's just over the counter here. So why not? the body has its own wisdom on how it does things, right? And uh, it, it knows how to, to write itself or balance itself as long as we abuse it. In fact, my, my uh, analogy with this is that clinical metabolomics is like the modern dashboard of a car. You know, in the old dashboard, you couldn't see monitor tire pressure or engine temperature. But now you have very um, uh, sensitive sensors that can actually actually detect the levels of these metabolites. Like for example, you know, you have low tire pressure, you're low in magnesium, for example, so something like that. But all we can do is just pump your tire back up, right? But we, we cannot guarantee, it, uh, the only guarantee is that you'll have a smooth ride, but we can't guarantee that you're not going to drive over rough roads. That's your lifestyle, right? Or that you're gonna, not gonna drive over nails. That's an extreme lifestyle. So that's beyond our control, right? that's under your control 
So, so that's that's sort of like the way I look at metabolomics and everything that it measures is like these are sensitive things because before we could not measure the basic cell. So essentially, uh, Anthony could think about all the different specialties as measuring the different organs, right? But there's a basic cell inside the body that has a nucleus, DNA, you know, uh, chromatin material, mitochondria, cytoplasm, uh, uh, endoplasm, reticulum, etc. No one takes care of those. Like, why? Because we couldn't measure them before, but they are all over our bodies. Like, it's the major, it's, it's a component of all cells. And the, this, uh, you know, it, cells are only distinguished by what they produce, right? Liver cells produce certain things and, and their function, essentially. You know, uh, there is a main, main detox organ of the body. You know, uh, kidneys are the main excretory organ, but there is a fundamental cell in there. And I said, why don't we take care of this fundamental cell and let the specialists take care of the rest, right? So now, um, and that's the origin of health optimization medicine and practice. Um, health optimization medicine, home, is for doctors. Health optimization practice, hope, is for healthcare practitioners who are non-physicians. So, um, that was a great, a great explanation. <laughs> yeah, and you were yeah. you were answering the questions that came up in real time. So, congratulations on your telepathy or uh, well, <laughs> well practiced presentation. Um, a couple, a couple areas I'd like to dig into a little bit more. Tell me about your process, and I'm assuming it starts with some of these with some of these tests and gathering the data, and then yes. Um, I'm a big believer that that the protocols and the sequencing of those protocols is important, right? You don't want to necessarily yes. take someone who's been uh, poorly methylating and then load them up and, you know, it, it could have yes. an adverse effect. Um, yes. So you've taken what I like to refer to as um, there's there's an exuberance in the biohacking community where um, uh, many of us and I've, I've, I've done this, too come across some new information and without necessarily looking into the interconnected nature of that intervention, yes. dive yes. right in, right? Yes. So you've, you've kind of taken this and you've said, all right, I want to build a framework that allows yes. us to hang these different interventions and, and has the proper sequencing so that all of us can step into uh, a, a more regimented, tracked, measured, and effective process. Can you explain a little bit? Yes. Yes. Uh, okay, uh, I've uh, you're 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 now going into what I call the seven pillars of health optimization, right? Because uh, you know this had so many layers before, and I simply had to jettison a lot of the layers to come up with just uh, the simple thing. So on the clinical part, because uh, that's what we're interested in. On the clinical part, uh, essentially, you have uh, diagnostic. Uh, metabolomics, where we uh, get your uh, uh, blood, urine, and stool, right, to examine them for metabolites. For example, for urine, you have your organic acids that can be examined for, you know, uh, uh, all your your uh, Krebs cycle metabolites and, and so on. There is uh, your your blood that can be examined for uh, peptidergic hormones and for uh, uh, your amino acids, and then uh, your stool for your microbiota and the metab metabolites that they produce. Uh, for example, the stool actually produces short-chain fatty acids, right? Um, like butyrate, which is the main food of your 
uh, colon cells. Uh, in fact, I, I always say this as a joke, you know, if, if you have a uh, GI, if you, if you have a lower GI surgeon uh, and ask him, you know, what the primary food of the colonocytes are or the colon cells are, if he says glucose, ditch him for another one because it's, it's butyrate, right? Uh, the same way if you choose a, to choose a cardiologist, you know, ask him what the primary food of the cardiac cells are. If he says glucose, ditch him because it's fatty acids. It's, it's, it's like that, you know, you ask a neurologist, what's the primary fuel of the brain at rest? If he says glucose, ditch him, it's lactate. So these are, these are the things that we know we can now measure, you know, uh, these are new developments. And then um, you do what's called therapeutic metabolomics, right? You take a look at all of these and they're all in a network to each other and you balance them out. Um, in, the, in the initial, um, in the initial uh, testing, um, you know, the patient or client is going to make promises. I'm going to eat well. I'm going to do this. The truth is that I've been doing this 11 years. They don't, right? Uh, uh, even I, challenge, I even challenged them to send their chefs to me so I could teach them, uh, you know, <laughs> exactly what food to make. So they will, uh, in the first three months or so, they will be heavily supplemented. And then based on their uh, repeat results, then uh, they, they will be... Um, uh, uh, tapered or increased as, as necessary. Now, uh, at the background of this, you're looking at, so this is only just measurement of therapy, but on the background of what's throwing out these metabolites, in other words, what are the sensors in your dashboard sensing, right? So there are sense like your mitochondria, for example, in bioenergetics, uh, they produce energy for you, right? And uh, they throw out metabolites. They they actually have the Krebs cycle there producing uh, these things for you. And they also require vitamin B1, B2, B3, you know, alpha lipoic acid, magnesium. So these are required for the uh, 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 cycle to move forward. You could also see, uh, for example, their, mer their mercury levels that can stop this. So uh, I just, uh, I, I've, I've been seeing a rise in a, uh, mercury toxicity lately, and the first uh, first uh, uh, thing that they notice is just easy weak, easy fatigue, fatigability, right? Weakness, which can be attributed to anything, right? So you check your vitamin D levels and everything else. Um, there, then there's so that's um, um, mitochondria. Then your mito microbiota, of course, also throw out metabolites, right? As I said, short chain fatty acids, a uh, butyrate. You know, which, which is, of course, even in illness medicine, highly correlated with uh, appearance of uh, colonic cancer if you have very low butyrate levels, right? And what do hackers do? They just shove, you know, butyrate, and hopefully it opens up in their colon and butter. Uh, put butter in everything. <laughs> yes, put in, yes. Whatever. Put in my coffee. I, I'm, 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 I'm guilty of that. It's like, well, if if someone doesn't want to eat enough fiber, you know, vegetables, so what what can you do? You know, you temporarily do that, but uh, of course you will have to do some lifestyle modification after they yep. uh, experience what I call. An addiction to wellness. So mm -hmm. I tell them my like goal that. when you come to my clinic is to get you addicted to the feeling of wellness, right? Uh, so that when you get off center, you can always bounce back immediately because you know what it feels to be like, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's just like enlightenment. You know, either you get it or you don't. So <laughs> wellness is the same thing. Either you feel it or you don't. You, mm -hmm. you know? you, and of course, when you're tempted to eat a 
piece of cake, you know, you know that it will depress your testosterone for about 24 hours, right? Uh, you know, but you can rebound from that a lot faster if you're optimized. Um, you know, and, and then uh, there's, uh, uh, so there's bioenergetics and mitochondria, you know, there's uh, uh, microbiota, and then there's uh, exposomics. And this is a term that uh, needs to be introduced, but essentially all your exposures, uh, from the time that you were in in uh, in the uterus to uh, to present, right? So um, your exposure to other microbiota, for example, your exposure to light. Uh, there is phototoxicity. You know, mm. uh, these are your exposure to even just uh, regular uh, X-rays. You know, you you receive a, a certain amount of radiation every year from your uh, medical exam. So these are all part of exposomics, and of course, your toxins like mercury, glyphosate, and so on. Um, do that. Uh, as you can see, biohackers just just chomp at the you know they chomp at these little little pieces. But there's no there's no overarching um, framework by which to hang what they're doing, right? And then of course there's um, evolutionary medicine. Um, evolutionary medicine it asks the question, you know, uh, why do we get sick? So there are certain predispositions in us that uh, make us sick. Uh, you know, we do the same thing. For example, if you break your ankle, right, it swells. And when it swells, it's equivalent for us putting a cast in because the swelling immobilizes it, right? Mm -hmm. When it's painful, it forces us to remove pressure from the foot, right? So, so that's, and then what the fuck do we do? We give them crutches, right? So they're hobbling. And inadvertently, they're they're going to um, to hurt that uh, ankle. And of course, we give them, uh, of course, uh, some some something for uh, an analgesic for the pain. And the pain is actually there to produce social isolation, right? So you heal faster. But you know, we socialize them right away. So uh, you know, we answer the questions: Are we really, really helping? So what we regard as bad in illness medicine, like pain and fever, etc., are actually mechanisms of the body in evolutionary medicine of the way it uh, uh, mechanisms of the body uh, to the way to heal itself for example the reason why we have fever when um, you have an infection uh, is that uh, uh, bacteria and viruses have a very narrow range of temperature uh, where they could survive so when you raise that you know it's just like boiling it off and that it may be perceived as bad for us but for the body it's actually compensating for itself right so the time that you take it out is when the child is having a seizure and so on. So that's evolutionary medicine. And of course, the big thing also is a circadian, uh, the uh, circadian time, circadian biology, right? Uh, we're yoked to the sun. We, we, we're, we're made to wake up to sunlight. You know, it induces the thyroid hormone to come up and the cortisol to come up and so on. But we invented electricity, unfortunately. So now we're left to simulate what it is, right? We have now a technology that simulates daylight in your house. However, you know, I'm when I live here in the United States, which is, which is not for long, right? Uh, should I follow the seasons in the United States? And when I work in the Philippines, in Philippines, only two seasons, dry and wet. So what's it going to be, right? So you, you're facing all these questions and all we can focus on in biohacking is like, yeah, we're, we're going to wear these amber lenses and so on. Well, you know, uh, however that helps, you know, there's still some fundamental questions that need to get answered. And we never learned anything about this in medical school. Now, the biggest advances last year, which you should be paying attention to, are the advan uh, advances in epigenetics, which is the seventh pillar 
of uh, uh, health optimization. And actually, um, if, if you read uh, Dave Sinclair's book, Lifespan, you know, it, it's actually quite interesting uh, that uh, so much of the um, developments have been uh, in that area. There is now um, an epigenetic clock, right? Uh, where it's called the Harvard clock, where it can mm -hmm. determine your time from birth, whether or not you're younger than your time from birth. Mm -hmm. right? I've, then, I've taken that and, from and, uh, my DNA. My DNA, right? Yeah. And so what's your age? <laughs> mine, mine, at least in two, I took it in 2018 and it was, uh, it was three or four years older than my oh, logical I age. I know, but I've since, I've since been on uh, an aggressive regimen of NAD and ozone and a bunch of other fun secret stuff that we'll, we'll maybe weave in. What's up guys, Anthony DiClemente here and this message is brought to you by Buy Optimizers. So a few years ago, I was in a frustrating situation after just about every meal, I would experience gas, bloating, stomach distension, constipation, even diarrhea. And this three month gut reset protocol completely changed the game. I'd tried a ton of things, nothing had really worked that well until I did this. So what I did was I combined masszymes Bioptimizer's enzyme formulation that helps to break down protein and increase your own immune system's effectiveness with their probiotic at a specific dosage of 10 capsules of masszymes with five capsules of the P3O and probiotic taken in the morning on an empty stomach and then at night on an empty stomach. And right away, I started seeing some positive improvements. Then I added another six capsules of the masszymes and three capsules of the P3O and probiotic before each meal. And a few months of that, specifically three months, nine bottles worth, my gut was almost completely fixed. Throwing a little bit of gasoline on the fire, I made sure to fast for 14 to 16 hours between dinner and my first meal the next day to increase autophagy, upregulate the immune system, and help clear out some of the other viruses, bacteria, even parasites that can inhabit our, our gut. And that made a massive difference for me. And if you're experiencing any of these symptoms, it will probably make a massive difference for you. So if you guys wanna check out that gut reset protocol, it requires nine bottles of the masszymes, nine bottles of the P3OM, and you can get it at buyoptimizers.com forward slash biohacks. We've got all the discount codes already applied and put together a nice, a, a nice way for you guys to save on the package when you go there. That's B-I-O-P-T-I-M, izers.com slash biohacks, B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S. And you'll see the three month gut reset protocol that includes nine bottles of masszymes and nine bottles of P3OM. Take it as recommended and you will see a huge improvement in your gut health. Check it out. And, and then there's the time to death, right? The grim age clock where they superimpose the data of uh, smokers from the frame Birmingham Heart Study, 2,500 uh, cases, and they were able to generalize uh, your basically your time to first heart attack, your time to first cancer, or you know your time to morbidity. And I, you know, this will become uh, 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 also part of the evaluation in health optimization whether or not the regimen that we'll give you are actually pulling you away from death and making you also, you know, uh, the the way. Uh, uh, Sinclair uh, explains it's epigenetics is like a tooth with a plaque and you accumulate more plaque and if you are able to take off that plaque and your 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 tooth is younger right so your epigenetic crud then you have the capacity to bypass what 
that's called the signs and symptoms of aging, which are chronic diseases like diabetes and Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. So if you regard um, those chronic diseases simply uh, signs and symptoms of aging because of accumulation of genetic crud, if you could take out that genetic crud or uh, epigenetic crud or that ep epigenetic um, uh, uh, plaque, then you will bypass or you will never reach an age where you reach chronic diseases. It's a nice pipe dream. There are probably many other factors to do that, but it's a wonderful model, right? Uh, it's a wonderful model not ever to go into any uh, uh, chronic diseases. Uh, so those are the, you know, epigenetics, uh, uh, bioenergetics, which is mitochondria, microbiota, uh, exposomics, um, uh, evolutionary medicine, uh, chronobiology, and metabolomics. These are the seven pillars where uh, the hackers can hang their hats in an organized way and actually find out, you know, what are they really doing? It's like, what the fuck? You know, I'm, I'm dealing with my mitochondria here and I'm dealing with, you know, with, with my glasses here, etc. Where does that all go, that all goes into health optimization, right? That's a framework of health, health optimization. I love in it. Fact, I, <clears throat> yeah, I, I call it beyond hacking, hollow beyond hacking. Uh, uh, you've heard of the term hollow beyond, right? When you treat the body as a, it's not biohacking anymore. When you treat the body as an ecosystem of cells, right? Uh, uh, like your your anaerobic uh, cell will be your nucleocytosol, your mitochondrion is your aerobic cell, and then you have your special cells that produce your uh, hormones and cytokines, and you have your microbiota that produce. So there, you know, and uh, plus uh, uh, the the effect of environment on you, uh, which is often forgotten, right? That's often forgotten. That's it. You know. Very, very often forgotten. And I wanted to, so you, you've stirred up a couple questions here and I'm hoping you can, you can clarify. Um, I'm glad it, it's just a couple. <laughs> <laughs> there's, um, talk a little bit about senolytics. Is there a place for senolytics in these seven pillars and like how well the body is recognizing cells that aren't pulling their weight and getting rid of those cells and making new ones? Um, if you can elaborate on that a little yes. bit. Um, I think, uh, you know, uh, uh, essentially when a cell becomes senescent, it's actually in, initially, again, we should look at it from the framework of how the body protects itself, right? If the cell uh, is so damaged and says, okay, if I don't stop myself uh, from reproducing now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a cancer cell. So... Uh, that's what the cell is. It's, it's still within, see, uh, uh, if you look at the body as a hollow beyond, when there is a, uh, we look at a cell, the cell would like to survive and reproduce, right? But it's within the context of the regulatory mechanism of the body. Um, and when you irritate it enough, right, with, say, uh, uh, cigarette smoke or something like that, mercury, it enough, heavy maybe metals. mercury, heavy metals, uh, poisons, and so on. Glyphosate, it will say, yeah, yeah, yes. How am I, you know, it's going to say, um, you know, my uh, in, uh, evolutionary imperative, like our evolutionary imperative, is to survive and to reproduce, right? And so it will say, I'm going to break ranks with the, with the regulation of the body and I am going to reproduce myself and you have cancers. But senescent cells are still within the regulatory uh, mechanism of the body. 
So they're still under immune surveillance. And so they realize that, hey, if I don't, if I don't stop reproducing, I am going to, uh, to cause cancer. And so it becomes senescent. It quiets down. So it's sort of, an, it's like an adaptation mechanism, you're saying. It's a survival yes, mechanism. Yes, yes. Many of, this, this is what's the key in evolutionary medicine is many of the things that we think that the body is doing, that we are doing, you know, our cells are doing, are deleterious to us. They're actually not. They're mechanisms of the body to protect itself, not on the whole body level, but on that cellular level or on that holobiont level, right? So, so it's protective initially, but then you find that, you know, as, as they get older and older, they're actually pr producing all of these uh, um, metabolites again. They're producing these metabolites and, and, uh, and actually uh, are affecting all the other cells that are beside them, inducing them also to get older, right? So mm -hmm. the, uh, the place, I think, uh, this is just my personal- sort of, uh, sort of like that piece of fruit that goes bad early and then starts yes. spoiling all the other fruit. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, 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 that that kind. So for me, it, it's a, you can think about it one way: is that if there are uh, if there are uh, is there if there's a particular ratio that's established for the number of senescent cells versus not, right? Then that's when you probably want to lyse the senescent cells, right? You you want it to be eaten up uh, and so on. The body actually does that already. You can you can. Um, you can uh, uh, upregulate those that will actually phagocytose or eat up those uh, senescent cells. But With it's not like always fasting, caloric yeah. restriction, quercetin. Yeah. See? <laughs> see? see, you know, you know all of those. Um, the other way of looking at it is, in terms of research, is there a way of actually taking out, say, the epigenetic crud from these senescent cells, whereby they become younger? And so they actually uh, uh, get away from senescence and become young again. I don't know. You know, these are research, the research that has to be done for the future. But it's nice to, to think about these things, like with all the findings that we're having today, is there a way of actually reviving them to become, to, to make the cells young and functional again? Yes, and I think I think we've got some some ideas that we're going to dive into on that too, including uh, in, including some nootropics that I know you've worked intimately with. Um, yes. Just before we dive in there, because this this will sort of dovetail into that next part of the conversation. Where do the um, certain infections fit in there? I know you get the organic acids test, which you mentioned, and like we'll we'll pull that as well to look for fungal overgrowth, and even more specifically, mm -hmm. there's been, there's been research showing the um, the multiplier effect. I refer to the the interplay between like let's say radiation in your environment mm -hmm. and the mm -hmm. biotoxins that are produced from certain infections and molds and things like that. Where I think Dr. Diedrich Klingart and and um, some work out of Europe was finding a six hundred fold increase in biotoxin production when mold is exposed to non-native EMF or radiation, right? And now we're starting to see that mm -hmm. there's a parallel where this this isn't just limited to uh, mold. It's also happening on certain levels with candida and bacterial infections and parasites. We're all uh, vibing at these different frequencies and yeah. producing different biological responses, um, not all of them good. Where does that fit into your model and how are some of the ways that like you address bringing the body back into homeostasis, which I'm, I'm sure at the, at the root level is like focus on the immune system. But sometimes, you know, we, we need to 
decrease the pathogen burden in order for the body to take over. What does some of your process look like for that? Yeah. Oh, in fact, uh, one of the first things I teach um, is that just because people eat, they're not experts at food. So uh, <laughs> just because you eat doesn't make you a food expert. So uh, and, I like and, that. And and uh, and many people claim to be so. Right? You know that the biggest modulator of the uh, organisms in your gut will be the food that you eat. Right. And you know that within 72 hours, at least they've shown in the elderly, the gut microbiota changes can change drastically. So there are, uh, uh, when I uh, uh, take, when I, I, I teach uh, doctors and uh, uh, practitioners, the first thing that uh, I want them to do really is to clean up the gut because sometimes you, you receive a test result, right? Everything's deficient. Mm -hmm. And that's because, you know, uh, the, the person has a leaky gut and cannot absorb anything. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh my God, you know, I have to give all of these things. I said, no, 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 you have to seal up the gut first, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, there's, um, there is a fast way to seal up the gut, which uh, this doesn't constitute a doctor's advice, but if you're a bodybuilder, you're actually doing it all the time. Um, uh, growth hormone, for example, increases the intestinal cell turnover and it seals up the gut very, very quickly. Within 30 days, you have actually sealed up gut. That's a nice way of cheating. You're a hacker, do that. But I'm also, uh, I think you're also aware of um, the study that they did last year on nine white men, right? Uh, on on uh, using growth hormone, uh, metformin, uh, DHEA, uh, vitamin D3 and zinc, right? Uh, for a year and it decreased the Horvath clock by two and a half years. But anyway, so- That's I, a pretty good return on investment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, that was released in September, I think, of uh, last year. But, um, you know, uh, uh, that's a quick way. But if you don't like the quick way, um, you have, you know, to, to do it, which is more often the case. The first one is actually to modify your food intake, right? Uh, uh, modify, mo modify your food intake such that uh, you actually are um, uh, eating a more high fiber uh, diet, uh, you know, because it's the fastest uh, disappearing macronutrient in the body is uh, fiber. You know, the, we don't eat much uh, green leafies and, 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 and uh, vegetables these days. Um, I take it you're not a carnivore uh, guy. I I I eat I eat very biochemically. Let's put it this way, that way. Um, I I uh, you know I I, I have a, a a feeding window uh, of eight hours that I keep, and I eat my fattiest meal first. You know my high fiber meal second, and my my high protein meal last, and. Uh, I eat I eat everything except uh, those that I am sensitive to. Um, I avoid um, uh, grains and uh, uh, grain products. I avoid, avoid milk and milk products and beans and legumes and nightshades because I can't tolerate them. So um, <laughs> uh, you, you can get those tested too, right? Uh, you can mm -hmm. get your food sensitivities um, tested as well. Uh, so that's it. For example, if you're doing that, if you're going to change your, your food intake, uh, then you take a look at what you're sensitive to. And instead of having an elimination diet, that's really long and very involved, 
you can actually just take them out of your diet for six months and reintroduce them once a month and then once a week. And the minimum is like once every four days, right? So it's an easier thing to remember because the biggest problem with clients and patients is compliance. If, mm-hmm. the, uh, if the protocol is too uh, rigorous, then your, your uh, compliance will be very poor, right? What you want is something easy to follow. So the other thing is, as, as you said, you, um, I give, for example, uh, I just to correct uh, the terminology here, you know, infection is used for bacteria and viruses, but when you're using fungi, it's actually infestation like worms, right? So it's a worm infestation and fungal infestation. So for fungi, I, I uh, actually um, uh, 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 use... Uh, uh, a plant, uh, a plant, uh, Pseudowintera colorata, or what they call horopito, it's a vine uh, out of Australia, and it's a very well-known antifungal, right? To just to reduce the fungal burden. And uh, uh, what's the spelling of that? Uh, Pseudowintera is pseudo, as in uh, you know, pseudo happy. <laughs> wintera, as in winter, uh, winter, wintera, and then colorata. P-S-E-U-D-O-W-I-N-T-E-R-A and then something like C-O-L-O-R-A-T-A. Yes. All yes. right. Yes. We're close, close enough. We can, the <laughs> listeners can find it from there. <laughs> so, um, uh, the, the common name of that is the Horopito vine, H-O-R-O-P-I-T-O. So, um, you know, uh, you can take that and uh, that's for uh, fungal uh, infestation, right? And for... Um, for bacterial o- overgrowth uh, and so on, there's really no, right now, there's no customized product that can actually address your deficiencies or kill off uh, the, um, the overpopulated bacteria, right? Uh, but, but then, um, you know, uh, a general, uh, a general uh, uh, product uh, would be good to replenish uh, the gut bacteria like uh, some of your live probiotics uh, can have an effect. Uh, spore uh, uh, probiotics, uh, you know, those are non-refrigerated can also have an effect. But I usually recommend them, um, you know, only for about one to three months, uh, see whether or not there is any improvement because what you want uh, really is a balance of those, uh, uh, that ecosystem in there. You are an ecosystem of cells yourself. So, you know, there's an e- e- ecosystem in there that needs to get balanced. And, uh, what you want is actually, uh, you know, uh, this, uh, uh, pooping becomes regular, you know, there's no GERD, you know, there's uh, nothing of this uh, science and symptoms of gastrointestinal distress. Uh, th- that's one, there's no feeling of bloating and so on. But the, the, for me, one of the best things to take a look is your waste measurement. When you measure your waste uh, and your, your uh, uh plan is succeeding, it usually decreases by one to two inches. Why? Because the inflammation, inflammation decreases of your, of your intestines, they decrease. And when that happens, you know, then you have a decrease in waist size. People think it's the diet they're taking or it's the, it's the, uh, 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 or vine or any of the, or, or, or uh, the change in, in things. It's actually all of that. But the main thing that happened is that you anti-inflamed your intestines, so there's no more leaky surface in there, you know, and uh, everything there is healthy. 
However, you cannot afford just to make your gut healthy, right? That's just the first thing that you do um, because you eat, you know, several times a day. So, so uh, use, use what's available to you uh, in order to optimize your health, right? You use uh, uh, light, su- sunlight, you use clean air, uh, you, you use nature with your nature walks, you use food, you know, uh, you use... Uh, uh, your uh, loving relationships, you know, if you're into toxic relationships, get rid of them or let them get rid of you. Uh, <laughs> so uh, these are the kinds of things that, that that are immediately available to you without even, you know, um, uh, re- resorting to any supplementation um, that's in there. But then you have to know what, what to eat, right? What what to drink, how to, mm-hmm. how to drink yourself properly, how to ground yourself, uh, you know. Uh, who to love and who not to love. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> who, to, who to withhold your love from until they do as you please. <laughs> yes. Um, it's called the per- the perfect manipulation. <laughs> the perfect manipulation technique. Lead, lead with love, but don't be afraid to withhold it. Um, Doc, before, it, just to kind of help uh, some of the listeners put this, the, these, these principles into practice, um, maybe you could walk us through, like, what did you eat yesterday? During your okay. eight-hour window. Okay. Um, let, let, let's just go through my typical day, right? Uh, Perfect. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, so I have this, uh, what I call the sleep anchoring technique, right? My day begins at the time that I sleep. And I introduce the technique to all of my clients because they tend to put sleep last. And when you put sleep last, you're fucked, right? Because you'll, you'll basically eat into it. But if you say, this is my first activity of the day, then you will tend not to skimp on it. So I, I sleep from 12 to 8. Um, and then I do my, um, you know, when, when you wake up, I do my morning meditation. And then um, I, uh, uh, I uh, stand naked in front of a vitamin D lamp. I'm a tropical boy. I need my, my uh, sunlight. What, um, what kind of tro- vitamin D lamp do you have? I have the uh, spurty one. Oh, nice! Yeah. I got that yeah. for my 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 dad was diagnosed with Parkinson's in 2015. We got him. He's oh. in Chicago, so I got him one of those spare tea lamps. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's really good. Uh, and then um, I uh, put on some clothes because the next thing is I jump on a vibration plate, right? So oh, nice. we don't like things vibrating in there. Uh, <laughs> and then I have a. <laughs> I have a chinning bar where I, I hang um, and do some knee ups, you know, uh, uh, all the while listening to, say, uh, a podcast of Sam Harris on meditation and, you know, um, uh, ataraxia or how to live life in equilibrium and all of that. Um, and, uh, uh, and then um, I uh, have my morning uh, coffee, which is uh, essentially keto, but um, what I do is I I put some uh, a, a gram of uh, cellulose, you know, um, powdered cellulose. Uh, I put in um, some uh, keto powder uh, and then ketone powder and then uh, uh, a scoop of uh, collagen uh, peptides and some MCT oil powder. So that goes into my coffee and that's sustains me until around noon um and at noon my my first meal would be fatty right uh so um and uh, i will since it's more fun i will describe what it is when i'm in the philippines my fatty meal is actually 
uh, bone marrow, right? Uh, the fatty bone marrow soup with vegetables, green leafy Ooh, vegetables in it. That sounds and, great. Yes, and that would be uh, my first meal of the day uh, at noon. And do you have like the faux? Are the are the faux noodles in there, or is this? No, 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 this is just no noodles at all. Okay, all right. We're, I was trying to figure out where we're at with the carbs. No, 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 <laughs> no noodles at all. The, the only carbs there are the green leaves. Okay. Um, yeah, um, and uh, you know, practitioners are actually surprised that most people don't even know that uh, green leafy vegetables and fruits are carbohydrates, right? It's 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 uh, you know it comes as a surprise to many people, like oh, the green leaves are my carbohydrates, and they go, you know, that vegetable, yeah, it's carbohydrate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, for but I have a lot of bone broth in there. I'm I'm a big broth guy. Uh, and then uh, for for uh, at around four o'clock, I have uh, either a salad, you know, with some uh, slices of meat or fish. But that salad would have something sweet in it, like berries, right? Uh, blueberries, strawberries uh, in there, or clementines, uh, plus some uh, slices of of uh, fish, uh, fish or beef uh, in there. Um, and why, I, why the addition of something sweet? If there's a lot of salad, rather than if you eat something like cooked leaves, like for example, you wilt some spinach, you can wilt an entire bag, right, in olive oil and garlic, and you could eat the whole thing, right? However, if they're into a salad, it's like you're only eating like a third of a bag, right? Mm-hmm. So in order to entice me to finish a whole big bunch, you know, and your jaw begins to hurt a little bit, uh, you know, there is sort of like might give myself a reward of actually finding a piece of strawberry or a bear or, or a blueberry in there inside or a clementine you know it's like okay there's still something here that, that actually makes it that makes it worthwhile to finish everything uh, so and, i i, and, I, I and, give and myself you don't, you don't hit a point in there where you're eating it and you go you know what i'm the boss you go to the <laughs> fridge and crush a pint of ben and jerry's <laughs> see, see um um that, that's the thing about uh, uh, addiction, right? Um, mm-hmm. You can get addicted to carbohydrates, refined carbohydrates especially, and uh, it's you have a trigger, right? You you're, you say uh, you, you're a stress eater and you eat lots of carbs, but if you want to change your it's trigger behavior and reward, right? Uh, your mm-hmm. dopamine is released uh, on the reward or anticipation of the reward. So instead of uh, changing my behavior which is like dieting, right? Which is which shows us it's really a failure to change behavior. I change my reward. So my reward is, you know, finding something in there that will make me finish it because I know that my reward will be better health. You know, I will have better colon health for this. And uh, so if you change in your mind, your reward is not the temporary sweetness that comes, but the health that comes with it, then it shows a shift in your value towards health, right? So, uh, because unless you value your health, nothing that you're gonna do is gonna is is gonna work. If you know, if you use your kids as an excuse, say, you know, I can't do this because I have my kids to to work on, etc. Well, man, you're fucked. Uh, you know, it 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 just shows that you you know, if you get sick, who's gonna take care of your kids? Like it's, it shows what kind of values you have, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to value your health first before everything works, right? Otherwise, nothing will work. Mm-hmm. And 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 then uh, you you said for for dinner. Uh, around 7.30 and I finish at eight would be some, uh, some uh, medium rare steak, um, uh, you know, and, and uh, some 
uh, vegetables by like broccoli and and uh, uh, other things with uh, lots of sulforaphanes in them. Uh, you know, um, mm-hmm. and that's it. You know, and for the, uh, for the all... listeners, the sulforaphanes are for detoxification and yes, yes, yeah. uh, cancer, prevention cancer prevention and all of those kinds of beautiful stuff that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, epigenetically, they're uh, epigenetic foods. Um, but of course, every after meal, um, uh, my my metabolites are measured. My vitamins, minerals, uh, uh, cofactors are always measured. They're measured regularly. So I have these packets that I take that are ready, pre- custom prepared for me, and I take them after the meal. Uh, to supplement everything that I am possibly not taking. And I'm guilty of that because of, I, I travel a lot. Uh, heaven for me is being in the same time zone more, for more than two weeks. And uh, uh, that's good. But I cannot promise, like, uh, for example, I, I cannot promise that I will be eating um, well, you know, when you just arrive from jet lag. For example, here in Manila right now is 13 hours time difference, right? So by the time you reach there, you're eating, you're eating your first meal, which is at lunchtime. And essentially, your intestines are closed and your gut microbiota are also jet lag. You know, they're not ready to, to receive food. So you have to be gentle. You have to provide broths and, uh, and, and uh, so slowly break them into the new time zone. You know, they're an organ of yours as well. They're two kilos. They're, you know, four pounds. You know, why not take care of them? Right? You think of them as outside of you. But for me, I, you know, they're part of me. You know, they yeah. are. If you look at the body as, a, as an ecosystem of, of uh, organisms, yeah, yeah, they're part of the ecosystem, the entire uh, ecosystem of the holobion. So, Especially when okay. we, we think about how much they regulate uh, mood, neurotransmitter production yes. and inflammation in the body and energy, you know, how, how energized we feel. A lot of people can relate to if they're traveling a lot and they're also not uh, not not being gentle or conscientious of like the, the microbiome and, and, and the role of this. You can end up feeling exhausted and achy and inflamed and like yeah. mentally yeah. foggy. Right. And um, uh, the thing is, you know, there, there are now lots of research on microbiota and, and anxiety, microbiota and depression, you know, and uh, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, all of, all of these uh, things. And one of the things that I found in, uh, uh, it was in, in some science news, it was just this January 20th, I think. Um, it was very recent where uh, the scientists are now asking whether or not non-infectious diseases are actually communicable by a gut microbiota, like cancers, you know, or diabetes. Are they uh, actually communicable by a gut microbiota? And I'm reminded of the study of the, you know, this Vietnamese uh, group uh, who moved, migrated to Minnesota. When they went in there, they were very skinny. But over the years, they got fatter and fatter, and they were not. They, it was uh, they discovered that they actually exchanged skin microbiota with the obese white people. So it's not even you know sexual contact or anything. It was just skin microbiota that's uh, transference, and oh that accounted a- for their. Obesity. Yeah, we're gonna have all the we're have all the listeners turning into germaphobes and bathing in uh, <laughs> no no no. <laughs> no that's that's uh, that's actually you know this microbiota are part of you 
Mm-hmm. Right. Well, now that there's a coronavirus uh, uh, threat, you know, you better wash your hands. <laughs> right. Right. You know, you, you remind me. There's there's another study that's fascinating where they looked at uh, healthy mice with uh, with good body composition, and then they looked at mice that were extremely overweight, and they took some of the microbiome. I think it contained a species called Enterobacter, and they put yeah. it into the healthy mice. Didn't change anything about their activity levels or diet, and and their weight ballooned up by like 30%. Oh, there was a case in um, Massachusetts where uh, the recipient of a fecal microbiota transplant sued the donor. Remember that? Yeah. Because uh, uh, her, her Crohn's disease got cured, you know, from the fecal microbiota transplant. And then she slowly started getting fat. And turns out that the donor used to be obese. So... You know, and therefore the lawsuit. But, uh, you know, yeah, they, uh, as I said, the, the, the scarier part of it, uh, Anthony, is that your microbiota in the gut, uh, of course, you have microbiota everywhere. You know, cornea has, I was in Milan uh, recently, where we thought that the, the baby's intestines were, uh, were sterile. And it's shown that actually even the placenta would have microbiota. You know, uh, we were taught in medical school that the, uh, urine was sterile, and it's shown that uh, the 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 ureters actually have their own microbiota. So it's this is all appending our our knowledge of uh, all of these organisms that are actually resident within us, and there's no us anymore. We're just this. Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, ecosystem of organisms, really. And what's uh, interesting is that, for example, your uh, microbiota is actually communicating with your mitochondria, which inside your cell, they are bacteria in themselves, right? And they're talking via short-chain fatty acids, secondary bile acids, etc., to regulate your your energy for what you need uh, and and so forth. And it's a two-way communication. And um, uh, the one that I always uh, uh, point out in, in in my lectures is is that the the gut microbiota can produce uh, vesicles outside in the membranes called outer membrane vesicles or OMVs that contain RNA. This can now fuse into your intestinal cells and can control your uh, intestinal cells epigenetically. So that's the that used to be a no no. I'm biology major in undergrad, and the taboo you never it ne- it's never done. You know, prokaryotic cells and eukaryotic cells never communicate. But now we're actually regulated by bacteria. So, um, so biologically this is going on under- to the fact that we are all one. We're one with yes. everything. Yes, it's like this is occurring underneath our consciousness, right? It's like our our knowledge of this is coming in late. Like, what the fuck do we know? What 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 these organisms inside our bodies are doing? We're finally realizing, you know, that we're actually a little bit more regulated by them than we think we do, right? Right. Yeah. Are there any other, just, I want to kind of get into some nootropics and certain biohacks that you use beyond your, your daily routine for up, upgrading performance and cognitive function. But before we do, are there, are there other things that have come across your desk studies and things like that? Because you have a unique position where you're in both the scientific literature and it seems like you prioritize living in balance or equilibrium, as you said, are you seeing things in the scientific literature that are now starting to confirm the spiritual belief that we are one, are all one. We are all interconnected and and you know influencing and being influenced by all living things down to prokaryotes and eukaryotes. Um, I, I'm curious if there's anything else that you've seen just for my own interest too. Yeah. 
Well, you opened a can of worms. Um, my my hobby is uh, mathematics, and I love theoretical physics. And and so um, when you look at uh, all of the, uh, for example, quantum field theory, right? Uh, quantum field theory where where particles just pop in and out of existence is virtual particles, right? And uh, that's what com comprises us, right? Uh, that's what comprises uh the the uh protons and neutrons in the nucleus and you can imagine those becoming atoms and then molecules and then everything else so uh essentially uh there is in us all of these things that are are um uh popping in and out of assistance uh it, you know even the air we breathe is matter right uh and and uh, everything else that we look at is matter so we we uh are 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 composed of uh, of those quantum fields so essentially Essentially, essentially, right uh, from from uh, theoretical physics point of view or the quantum field a theory point of view, we are all exactly one, right? Uh, we're just vibrating at different uh, at, uh, at, at different frequencies, and uh, when you look at things that way, uh, you know, you 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 uh, there's really no there's really no um, uh, separateness. Right, uh, there's you no know, separateness, and uh, in fact, uh, right in in Buddhism, uh, it's the illusion of the self that induces separateness. Right, it's mm -hmm. like we have this egoic self that makes us separate from everything else, but but it's illusory. Right, it's it's not there when you when you try to look for it. So induces separateness and suffering. The illusion of self. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Um, that's that's why there is. A, if you cling, if you cling to like a, an an emotion like like anger or loss with a story, then you get caught in it. That's clinging, right? Uh, uh, clinging to uh, clinging to something. So there's a saying, right? Uh, pain. You will have will suffer pain, right? You will feel a pain in your chest, for example. Um, from uh, some some uh, something emotional, but you know pain pain you know will happen but suffering is optional you know so <laughs> pain pain is pain is uh, in fact they say you know it's a like pain is inevitable but suffering is optional so when you make a story out of that pain then you're actually suffering uh when you're desiring something and you're attached to the desire right then you are suffering because you haven't gotten it yet and and so when you're going back and forth to that, but if you just you know notice a desire for what it is and decide whether or not you you want to act on it or not, then you're actually free from from uh, uh, free from being attached uh, to that. You know the, what did the Buddha say? The 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 source of all suffering is the clinging the clinging mind, right? Um, and uh, you know this goes for my. Uh, you know that, that's the the deeper part that uh you know all of us all of us uh i feel need to have a personal um a, a personal goal by which we uh work towards or like for me my personal goal is to decrease my own personal suffering and <laughs> and, and um and uh for uh and and a goal to serve humanity or the planet at large and everyone is very human centric what about this planet that we're in right mm -hmm. who's taking care of it and you know uh how fast are we destroying it and so on and and we realize that uh, we're actually uh living in this as a habitat it's a rocket ship right 
that uh, that's hurtling through space and that sustain us, and then we're the first to actually destroy it. You begin to realize all of those that you're part of it, and uh, you're you're part of of this whole networked system. Uh, if you even take a look at just the food chain, you already see that it's a network. So uh, it becomes uh, it becomes one whole, right? Um, so so uh, you know from from there you build up like like okay you know so how do I. Uh, how do I decrease suffering in myself? Uh, you learn how to do some meditation or some practice to quiet down your mind and, and uh, mm. uh, find out for yourself or at least make a shift to, to finding out what your true nature is. Uh, and then, which is always there, right? And then um, uh, the other thing is, okay, now on a practical sense, you know, what do I do with... with uh, uh, with myself and the rest of the world. And for me, I do it, you know, I said, my goal is to raise, you know, my, you know, it's whatever I do, it's to raise the vibe of uh, whatever is here on earth. And if my vibe isn't raised myself, then I'm totally fucked, right? Because I can't even raise my vibe. How can I raise the vibe of others, right? So... That may be the quote of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I you love know, it. Health, health is the best way of increasing vibe, right? You, you for example, yeah, there is a big time politician or CEO uh, that's a, basically a node, like a Microsoft of an Amazon of that world. If you if you uh, optimize his health, he begins to make better uh, decisions, makes kinder policies, and and so on. It trickles down to uh, uh, you know his. Uh, 30,000 employees, you know, so uh, we got to get, uh, <laughs> we got to get Donald Trump to stop mowing down McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just need to put uh, DMT in his tea. Up, there we know. go. We can do that too. I'm going to, I'm going to put some DMT in my tea on uh, Friday actually, but uh, let's, um, <laughs> we'll, go down, we'll go down that tangent. Although I'm sure we could, this is a, uh, this is a lot of fun. Let's, let's talk about a couple of the key biohacks and tools that you use for yeah. cognitive performance. Yes, sure. Um, let's start. Tell us a little bit about what is what is methylene blue for the people that aren't familiar, and then we'll kind of go from there. <laughs> All right. Uh, methylene blue is actually a dye, uh, and uh, it's used to treat uh, what's called a, a methemoglobinemia for carbon monoxide poisoning in humans. Um, but uh, if you take a, take a look at the properties of methylene blue, it can rev up your mitochondria by donating electrons like uh, NAD, right, uh, to it. Or it can also, um, so it can reserve, serve as a uh, uh, reducing agent or an oxidizing agent. It can also um, uh, uh, donate, it can receive uh, electrons. So, so essentially, you, you just, you just, have another substance in there that's donating electrons and producing more energy for you and uh, more energy for the cell. And in the other part, it actually functions as an antioxidant, so it decreases uh, inflammation. This episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show is brought to you by Veritas Farms and their full line of CBD products, CBD standing for cannabidiol. Now, we are real excited about this partnership because Veritas means truth in Latin, and we are big believers in bringing you guys the truth, not just through this podcast, but by making sure that any products that we share or that we bring on as sponsors are products that we personally use, believe in, and endorse ourselves. And that is the case with Veritas Farms and their full line of 
CBD products. The reason that they're so great, they are full spectrum hemp products, meaning that they have all of the beneficial phytonutrients that you get in a quality CBD product. 99% of the CBD products on the market are CBD isolate, and they're just being resold, meaning they're coming from a few small manufacturers. They've only got one tiny part of all of the important phytonutrients that you need to get the benefits you want from a CBD product, and they're just a bunch of different companies reselling them. Veritas Farms is vertically integrating, meaning they own the farm. They ensure that there are no pesticides being added. It's organic, and then they control the entire process from harvesting to extraction until that product ends up at your door. That's what I love it. It's kind of like farm to table, but for CBD. And the benefits that I've noticed, my sleep is better. I feel like I get a deeper, more restful night's sleep. I'm less stressed. I never have periods of anxiety. I feel calm and focused throughout the day. And it even decreases inflammation when I have flights or other things where inflammation is an inevitable part of life. You take a little extra CBD and it can be very helpful for stress, anxiety, sleep, and that inflammation. So if you guys want to check it out, we've arranged a 15% discount for you guys. To get that, you can go to theveritasfarms.com forward slash biohacks. I'll spell it out. T-H-E-V-E-R-I-T-A-S-F-A-R-M-S.com forward slash B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S to save 15%. Check out the Veritas Farms CBD. You guys are going to absolutely love it. I, I, I formulated this nootropic that has methylene blue in it. And people actually admitted trying to copy the formula, but they were using non-pharmaceutical grade methylene blue, which is like, I know, don't, don't use that because people use methylene blue to clean their aquariums, right? Mm-hmm. So, and that's to remove the, the uh, fungi that actually grow around in, in that. And, uh, you know, it, Tastes, it already tastes awful, but the one that's non-pharmaceutical grade tastes even more awful. I mean, so, so, but uh, the way I uh, uh, I made this into nootropicals for myself, you know, I, I'm frequently jet lagged. When I arrive, I either have to see patients or clients, or I have to deliver a lecture or go into important meetings, and I have to be on right. And I was inspired by the movie uh, Limit. Right mm-hmm. with the NCT40, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I, I didn't like the side effects, so I wanted one with a with a nice um, nice uptake and uh, a gradual decline. Um, and um, so the first thing that I actually did was to optimize my neurotransmitters. You can now correlate your neurotransmitters from platelets, right, to the amount of neurotransmitters in your brain. It used to be that you had to take a brain biopsy to determine those levels. So um, What's, you what, have to balance. What test, what test is that? Because I know there's like life extension has certain neurotransmitter tests, but then there's yeah, question about uh, the accuracy of them and yes, whether those are yes. able to be utilized in the body. Yeah. So, so for me, instead of looking at the actual values, you look at the trends, right? You look at the trends in whether or not the dopamine level metabolites are actually increasing or decreasing and to know exactly what in the patient's lifestyle, for example, many Hollywood types would show that their uh, uh, serotonin levels are actually, uh, metabolites are actually very high. And that only means that they're overusing serotonin, meaning they're hiding a depression of some sort. Right, so mm-hmm. the body can be compensating. So it depends on the profile of uh, uh, the four main would be uh, epinef- um, uh, epinephrine, uh, dopamine, uh, serotonin, uh, and uh, adrenaline, uh, adrenaline, and uh, um, GABA. 
right? Uh, gamma amidobutyric acid, the main. Uh, so if you're if you're if you just uh, take a look at those and take a look at the uh, inflammation of the brain via kinuretic acid and the and the ratio, you will see more or less uh, you know what needs to get done to optimize the cells. Um, um, I like to say there can be uh, no performance optimization without any health optimization. So if you're going to performance optimize the nerve cell, I deal with cells all the time, you have first to optimize the basic cell that's underneath it. And that basic cell happens to underlie all of the other cells in your body. So in other words, it's very hard to increase the performance of any part of your body if all the cells of your body aren't basically or fundamentally healthy right? Mm -hmm. Your nucleus should be healthy, your mitochondria should be healthy, and so on. So if you're going, because if you're going to demand performance, you know, it better be a well-oiled engine, right? Before you provide your modifications to, to anything, it, it better be uh, already um, uh, a healthy uh, engine that you have in there. Um, and then, so um, what I did was uh, uh, I took a look at the literature on how to increase the energy of cells, like how to increase the energy of my brain. And of course, there's, there's uh, methylene blue. Uh, and then, um, you know, what's, uh, and methylene blue has been tested to increase short-term memory, right? In humans, uh, okay. increase short-term memory. And then there's, uh, um, of course, it's in the name, the name of the uh, supplement is blue canatine, blue for methylene blue. Ka is for caffeine. Well, you know what caffeine does, right? Uh, aside from alertness, uh, cognitive alertness, uh, it also has uh, shorter memory effects. Uh, Na is uh, for CBD. Um, uh, it's uh, for cannabidiol. And it's, this is hemp derived. And uh, I put there, um, uh, essentially to round out. So, because sometimes when you take caffeine and nicotine, um, it has a very pointy or sharp feeling, right? And I don't like that sharp feeling. And it's rounded up by CBD, aside from the fact that it's really an anti-inflammatory. And then there is uh, uh, nicotine, where which is the most underappreciated nootropic, right? And it's a very, very low dose. I've got some going right yeah. here, about, about <laughs> two milligrams of nicotine gum. And, well, it's, uh... That's, that's yeah. part of what's fueling this chat. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, there, are, there are people who now can't begin their job without blue canatine. <laughs> yeah, and, and teen is, uh, yeah, of course, nicotine. Uh, if you take a look at just the literature, it's just fantastic, right, uh, on, on, on uh, how to do that. And it's the first time that these ingredients have been put together. And I was uh, very careful since I'm, I, I, I know the uh, pharmaceutical side of things, you know, even our packaging is childproof, you know, all of those, all of those uh, precautions that you take. It's actually very funny because, uh, you know, they sell like nicotine gum, like four milligrams, right? 120 pack. And uh, people are asking, Asking us about the nicotine, which is only one milligram, yeah, per 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 trochee, and and it's really very 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 funny because I said it's one milligram. That's one fourth of a four milligram gum. Um, when I formulated this, you're chewing a gum. Uh, it was actually a gum three years ago. When yeah. I formed, it was a gum. And it was working for me. Uh, other people liked it. So I said, well, okay, you know, we can scale this up. Uh, but to scale up gum, it should be done by a confectioner. Right. Mm. So uh, no confectioner wanted to touch it because it turned all of their equipment blue. 
So I had to reformulate it to a buckle turkey. It's not sublingual. You don't place it under your tongue. You place it between your upper cheek and your gum. And it's closer to your brain, right? So the effect is actually faster in about 20 minutes or so. You know, uh, you start feeling a, it's a clean effect. It's what I call a wide, for my experience, right? Uh, and this is all experiential. You know, um, it's uh, uh, what I call a wide focus because the laser focus tires you out, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, so it's very it's a wide sympath- focus. sympathetic dominant. Yes. Uh, like fight or this, flight. Yeah, but this one allows you to focus both at the foreground and at the background at the same time. So you're focusing in your lecture and you're, you're actually focused at the response or reaction of your audience, right? So uh, that's, that's uh, uh, what I call a wide focus rather than narrow, narrow focus, which, which suits me fine, right? And for some people, you know, they... Um, they uh, who are caffeine naive or don't like to take caffeine or nicotine naive, they take just one fourth, you know, so uh, that's 0.25 milligrams of nicotine, seriously. But um, that, that's actually uh, enough for me. I, I uh, actually uh, just do a fourth. But for, for other people, I tell them titrate it, right? Uh, try one. If after an hour you don't, you're not experiencing an effect, you know, put another quarter in there uh, until you get your, your desired dose. So for some people, it, it varies. But for someone like you, who's drinking coffee, chewing your clean, an entire trokey would do. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably do great. Yeah, I've got I've got a cup of guayusa and yerba mate mixed with a, a little cystus tea here, and then the, and then two milligrams. But I'm very excited to try the the blue canatine. I'd heard some great things and mentioned a mutual friend friend that um, that kind of put us in contact and is sending some this way. So I'm very excited to try that. How much caffeine is in one pill? And 50 uh, milligrams, one, okay. one fourth cup of coffee. Okay. Um, actually, it's, it's very funny because um, before we fixed the flavor of the turkey, uh, there was uh, 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 you know, a woman who was interested in, um, in investing. And uh, she, it was given to her and, and uh, uh, she tasted it. It's like, ew, I would never invest in this company. And, and the guy said, they're not looking for money. <laughs> and and, uh, and then the next day they had a meeting and she was seen putting in the turkey. He said, I thought you didn't like this turkey. This thing tastes like shit, but it sure works. So <laughs> yeah, that's a true biohacker, right? Yeah, it is. Um, but anyway, the, the, it now tastes very pleasant and, uh, you know, uh, uh, it, it tastes uh, uh, excellent. I wouldn't say very good. Uh, it tastes excellent now. Before it was like, you know, as they say in Spanish, puede pasar. It it can pass, but but now it's like, yeah, okay. You know, this is the flavor that that it should come out as. Um, uh, in fact, uh, you know, I've just visited the the manufacturing company because uh, we've been we've been described as. Uh, the most sought after no tropic, but it's nowhere to be found, right? But we showed pictures. It's like they're already in boxes. They're ready for distribution probably in the next two weeks. So, so oh, I, yeah. I, I cannot wait. And for those of you guys listening, if you if you want to try uh, blue canatine, you can do that at uh, Troscriptions, T-R-O-S-C-R-I-P-T-I-O-N-S. Dot com, assuming you guys are back in stock when yes goes yes live. we you, you you sign up by email right okay. because we have to check your ID I'm I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> there are you know since I'm a physician there are all the warnings there 
Right. If you're taking an MAO inhibitor, you shouldn't be taking it. If you're uh, pregnant, lactating, etc., you shouldn't be taking it. Um, if you are not otherwise human, you don't take it uh, because you might give it to your pet. You know, <laughs> it's like, um, and, uh, you know, uh, of course, the legal age to buy it is 21. So we've put in all the uh, the. Uh, uh, warnings in there, uh, even though even though we're very much our ingredients are ingredients are very much less than a stick of cigarette, <laughs> you know. With and uh, we use synthetic nicotine, not uh, tobacco derived. So, um, uh, so this the, we uh, as a pharmacologist, I want everything precision dosed. So you will see what you see there as the milligrams are exactly the milligrams that we use. Even for CBD, we use the crystal uh, of hemp-derived CBD. So everything is measured because uh, uh, I, I'd like our products to be a precision dosed company. Right. So the, the next products will actually be um, things that we cannot address immediately with health optimization. For example, pain. So there will be a pain show key uh, with lots of THC and CBD. I'm sure people will like that. Um, <laughs> there will be uh, something for anxiety, um, something for insomnia, something for depression. And since it's close to Valentine, I'm also working on a, something for a broken heart, right? How do you optimize uh. a broken heart? <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is fantastic. So those of you guys that want to check that out, troscriptions.com, T-R-O-S-C-R-I-P-T-I-O-N-S. Doc, I don't think we set up a, a biohacks discount code yet, but if we can, you and I can discuss that offline and maybe yes. put, in, put in something for our listeners. And then um, this has been a blast. You're a wealth of knowledge and information and just a, a, a bright, energizing light. I really like that you prioritize elevating your own vibration so you can therefore elevate the vibration of others and um right. where there's, people, a, there's yeah, a quick hack to, there's a quick hack to do that right yeah what is yeah, it go on an ayahuasca go on an ayahuasca journey or take dmt we're speaking the same language doc i'm going in about 36 hours <laughs> even even if temporary right i uh, uh you know that i i, I created the pharmawasca deal because i hate I hate uh, throwing up, right? So, I, I, I what's, have what's a, farm? What's farmawaska? It's uh, using uh, uh, using a reversible uh, MAO inhibitor rather than the irreversible one that's in ayahuasca, uh, plus the crystal itself. Of course, you don't do it here in the United States. You do it elsewhere, right? So, right, right. Uh, so, um, yeah. So, what I did is, uh, uh, I was able to find out. Uh, the because in, in uh, irreversible inhibition, when when um, you, it encounters something that it should be binding to, it cannot bind to it, right? So what happens is that the the, the uh, tyramines levels raise, and you you get all of this uh, get all of this uh, nauseated uh, uh, signs and symptoms, right? Uh, and that's why in in traditional ayahuasca you have the dieta, right? The, mm -hmm. the um, uh, so you, for two weeks, you're not eating pyramid-rich foods like cheeses, chocolates, and, and so on. And that's because the, the uh, actual um, vine uh, that's used there is a, a, what's called an irreversible MAO inhibitor. In other words, if it needs to work, it cannot unbind itself from the receptor. Now, there's an, an irreversible MAO inhibitor, and 
I, I was able to titrate the amount of DMT crystals to use, you know, to because otherwise uh, it's a shocking experience, right? So what are the baby doses? And then you graduate them to higher doses in, in next journeys. I, I myself took my, my own pharmawaska for every two months for two years, right? That's why I turned schizophrenic. Um, so, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, thought, I, I thought I thought you were kidding, but uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I've, I'm I've, kidding. I've heard I, I've heard some some stories. Not about you. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but uh, it's um, it's I, I can't stand throwing up because it takes away from the experience so much. Oh, yeah. So, in fact, some people have started calling it Achawaska after my family name. You know, it, it's it's, it's, it's I, I, as I said, I don't like suffering, so I don't like to suffer while I'm on a journey, and that's why I, I uh, devised that. And uh, you could go on higher and higher doses of DMT with uh, liver inhibition, um, and and uh, it does not cause that uh, nausea that you would normally experience with the regular journeys. Where can someone go to learn more about Achawaska or Pharmawaska? Yeah, you have to email me. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm fascinated by by that because my last journey was I almost threw in the towel after multiple vomits, multiple trips to the bathroom, and I just still wasn't yet feeling the medicine. And I think I'd had mm -hmm. six or seven ounces and, and I was like, maybe it's just not my time this, uh, this round. <laughs> and then I had a little bit more and it was, and it, it, ended, it, it ended up being a beautiful yeah. journey, but it was the, the vomiting certainly takes away from it, especially when you're having trouble holding it down to even get to the experience you came for. Yeah. My, uh, my, uh, journey with, uh, original material was, uh, very uh, jarring because you'll get into these images and then it will be punctuated by throwing up uh, or you have to be brought to because you're 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 having diarrhea you know you can't control mm -hmm. uh anything and i said there must be a better way to do this where it's not as scary as the original but of course you know there's nothing more um more uh wonderful than having a shaman in there who's uh, actually doing the ceremony and uh but it's also infused with their cultural stuff right mm -hmm. uh, that's in there and um you know uh, dmt lsd uh, uh mdma you know even ketamine what they uh, really do that's uh, useful uh, is is that it actually um, dampens the default mode network of the brain, right? The, where they are finding the self-referential system or the seat of the ego. And to be able to dampen that even just for, for um, you know, uh, an hour or a few minutes is actually useful to know what it's like to have no self, right? Mm -hmm. What it's like to have no self and to feel a connectedness. And when you feel that, that then you start your meditation practice so you can actually feel it even without this uh, psychedelics fantastic fantastic well i feel like we could have another conversation or 10 on on some of these <laughs> but um we'll, maybe we'll save it for part two after i've i've gone deep on the on, on the blue canatine um we mentioned troscriptions.com and we'll try to get you guys set up with a biohacks discount code uh doc where else can people who have been enjoying this conversation stay up to date with things you're working on and are you active on social media or yeah, what's the um, best way? 
you, you can go to homehope.org. Um, homehope.org or uh, healthoptimizationmedicine.org um, where if you want to practice health optimization uh, the clinical metabolomics module is already online if you pass the test you can apply to become a practitioner uh, of clinical metabolomics and there the other modules are coming up this quarter like epigenetics mitochondria microbiota all of those uh, seven uh, we hope by the first quarter are all up there and uh, by the time uh, you finish those modules then you, you can get your certificate in uh, health optimization medicine or health optimization practice that's what we're busy on right now trying to teach uh, people who are really interested in in uh, purveying health rather than curing disease to actually study and have a system rather than just hacking this and that all over the place have a system for for doing it so that's one um homehope.org uh transcriptions.com uh, or at transcriptions on instagram uh, is essentially where uh, you'll find mostly blue tongues you know as if you've swallowed a smurf um <laughs> is, is, is what they they say and uh if you happen to be listening from asia you know i'm in manila at uh, biobalance institute uh, dot com um, and, uh, that's, that's, uh, uh, I'm, I'm there 30 days every quarter. So, and whatever emails they receive in there, they actually forward to me wherever I am. So beautiful, beautiful. Dr. Ted Achacoso, thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with me and our listeners. We appreciate you, the wisdom that you've dropped. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me and thank you for letting me I run my mouth off. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's, and that's where we'll end it. Guys, if you enjoyed this episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show, what allows us to keep putting this content out there for you are your reviews. So my ask is please go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, be authentic with it. It doesn't have to be five stars. Let us know what you want to hear more of and tell your friends about episodes like this with Dr. Ted Achacoso. Thank you so much. What's up, guys? Anthony here, and thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show. One of my favorite things to do is helping men and women like you feel what it's like with the body you've always wanted and all-day energy that starts the moment you wake up and doesn't quit. Over the past decade, we've created a proprietary health assessment that helps me to identify the unique toxicities and deficiencies that may be holding you back from the life that you deserve. And what we've discovered in doing this with now thousands of CEOs, executives, professional athletes, businessmen, Hollywood celebrities, and entrepreneurs is that there's always room for improvement and optimization. Whether you're already performing at a high level or you have that feeling inside your heart that you're capable of more, the single fastest way to unlock your potential is to upgrade your mind and your body. And there's no program on earth that does that faster or to a greater magnitude than our one-on-one -on -one consulting program at www.biohackingsecrets.com forward slash coaching. We start with our proprietary health assessment that screens you for vitamin deficiencies like A, D, magnesium, iron, etc., high cholesterol and heart disease, high blood pressure, digestive disorders, hidden infections like Lyme, Epstein-Barr, parasites, SIBO, candida, and more that can just drain your energy in the background, especially if you don't know about them. 
Anxiety, depression, and cognitive disorders, autoimmune disease, adrenal fatigue, thyroid issues, mold toxicity, heavy metals, environmental toxins, and other genetic risk factors like MTHFR, APOE status, your glutathione production, and many more. We even recommend the specific tests that I use with my one-on-one clients if they're relevant for you in figuring out your biological age and identifying those key areas and opportunities that can take your life to the next level. From there, we create a customized game plan along with a personalized supplement protocol to help you optimize your weight and energy at the cellular level. And for our platinum clients, we even include a personalized workshop with me in Delray Beach, Florida. Most of the year, this program's full with a waiting list, but we just had a couple spots open up and I wanted to offer them to the listeners of the Biohacking Secrets show first. So if you're interested in seeing what it might look like for us to work together, head over to www.biohackingsecrets.com forward slash coaching. That's www.biohackingsecrets.com forward slash C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G and fill out the short application form. If you're pre-approved, you'll be given the opportunity to book a time to connect with someone on our team and see if it's a fit. Thank you so much for being a part of this community, and I look forward to potentially going on this journey together. 